They're not not cheering for the Cardinals tonight. Here they are, Gatos and Chad. Uh, by the way, the crypto king, the guy who lost everybody's money, he was just arrested in the Bahamas. I saw that. With his yeah. bad hair. It was like, wow. I was really sorry that I lost everybody's money. I didn't mean to do it. I was, yeah, can, can we do a do-over? Man, that's a bad That dude. guy bought how much time on, we had the Super Bowl coming. He bought so many commercials. I think he was the biggest commercial buyer in the last Super Bowl and gave away a bunch of crypto. And in less than that time, 12 months, he has now been arrested and is going to go to jail. Good. Lose all that money, you should go to jail. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we've kind of talked about here and there, and I know you're a much bigger fan than me, uh, is the World Cup. Yeah. You were a former professional soccer player. Yeah. Uh, I was not good at soccer when I played on the high school team. <laughs> okay. I know it's a tough sport. It just doesn't do anything for me. And I don't mean that to be mean or That's anything. That's the reality but, of it. Yeah. I mean, you love it. I'm like, eh. But there is a story coming out of the World Cup. I, I am so creeped out by it. And so let's tell this story. Uh, you fill in the blanks here. Okay. We got a journalist who is arguably the greatest soccer journalist on the planet. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely up there. And and okay. for and he's an American, right? His name is Grant Wall. Okay, Grant Wall went to I don't remember which World Cup game he was at the uh, he was at Argentina versus uh, Denmark on Saturday. So when he showed up at the game, he was wearing a gay pride. T-shirt. That was the first week he got there. He wore that, trying to get into one of the early, early games. Right, right. Now, remember, they're playing these games in Qatar. They're not very friendly to gay people, all right? That part of the world, not friendly to gay people. He wore the gay pride T-shirt because his brother is gay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, he's dead now. Perfectly healthy guy. Yeah. And by the way, he got kicked out of that game for wearing the gay pride shirt. And now people are saying, did he get murdered? That's a question. There's no doubt about that. You got to ask that question. Uh, I don't know. He was apparently very sick. He had, you know, gotten to the point where he was struggling. He was working, you know, uh, I mean, nonstop for several weeks in the run up to the World Cup uh, and and going from game to game and doing a lot of different stuff and never saying no. But you think he worked himself to death? Well, I'm not buying that. I, I do, and the other thing is, I don't know if he was sick before. I don't, I don't know, know either. Was, I don't know if there was issues with him in his heart, if right. there was any family issues. But does it look weird and suspicious? Yes, it, uh, there's absolutely a, a, you know, it's a part of the world where their next door neighbors, Saudi Arabia, who they're really good friends with, yeah. uh, their king or their prince, uh, you know, MBS, he, you know, he, he had a guy snuffed that worked for the Washington Post. So this is, would it, you know, would it surprise me? No. We won't find out anything for weeks, which is very convenient. I will tell you what, right now, if they found out tomorrow. That he was murdered, and that the, the you know the, the the people of Qatar, the the leaders, did that. I would, I w- it would be surprised if they went on with the games, even though we're into the semifinals. You think they'd stop the World I Cup? I would say, I which would is think- arguably one of the biggest of it's. Okay, is it? It worldwide bigger than the Super Bowl? Oh, it blows the Super Bowl away. Or it, that's hard for me to understand. It's, it's it, the that's Super hard Bowl. For a lot of, I get so it. But we get what three hundred million people to watch the Super Bowl, maybe worldwide. Right. They get a billion and a half just to watch a game. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah, what I right. w- would they say? You know what? We're moving it. We're going to move it. We're going to move the finals. We're going to move something to another. They'll move country. it out. Yeah, yeah. I think if they prove that he was murdered over wearing a T-shirt, 
Yeah, they got really it. Really tough to. But didn't explain people that away. die like putting these games together? Sa- well, according to everybody not in Cutter, sixty five hundred to seventy five hundred died. People inside of Cutter, like well, four hundred and fifty or five hundred die. How are people dying at the World Cup? Because they did not care who these people were. Okay, so go you have, up what, there, 7, dangle workers? up there while you while you hang something. If you oh. fall and die, it doesn't matter. We've taken away your passport. Wow, and and. We'll alert your family probably never. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because you are a number and you are our surf and that's all you are. So this guy was an American. Yes, he was. Goes overseas, covers the World Cup, wears a gay pride shirt into one of the games. His brother is gay. They kick him out. Listen to his brother. His brother, uh, Eric, went on social media. Uh, It's heartbreaking. Listen to this. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed. Uh, can I believe that? Yeah, I mean, again, is anything possible? It is. I would, th- but the 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 gall, the hubris to do something like that in front of the world would be. I mean, I'll, I'll just say this: if that was to happen, FIFA would be in a lot of trouble. Uh, the lawsuits would be massive, and to be honest with you, Qatar and probably every country throughout the Middle East would probably never have a chance to play in the World Cup for a very long time. Yeah, but I can also see that they feel like they were shown up. Oh, that's it. There's no doubt. From a guy who's wearing a gay pride T-shirt and was allowed to walk into the stadium. There's no and doubt. You go to you go to Afghanistan or Iran, and you tell somebody you are gay. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, they absolutely. blow your head off. Absolutely. And, right. you know, everybody's like, well, it's their country. Yeah, it is their country. Right. And we should respect their rules. The problem is they promised the world none of these things would happen. And it was going to be a free month to be yourselves. And the minute it got close and right there, they took it all back. That's the difference. Yes, it's their country. But you lied to us. You lied to the world. You lied to the world about alcohol. You lied to the world about where people could go, what they could wear. You lied once it was too late to flip it. Uh, more from uh, this gentleman who passed away his brother. I am Grant Wall's brother. I'm gay. I'm the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. I'm the reason yeah. my brother wore the, the, rainbow gay, shirt. the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. And may, that may have ended his life. Just shows you, man, how lucky we are to live here. You know. You know and what I mean? We'll get to the bottom of it. I yeah. mean, there's no doubt about that when they do the autopsies and stuff. His wife is a doctor. Uh, again, we don't know the history of everything, but there is definitely, you know, because another person, also a journalist, a photojournalist from Cutter, has died as well. Jeez. Collapsed. Uh, don't know what happened there. You know, did there's he say or be, do something? I don't know. I think there's a link between the t shirt and his death. You know, how can, you know, can I prove it? Of course not. No. Yeah. But is it going to surprise you if it comes up that he's no, murdered? it would not. not. me at all. It would not. Uh, it's awful. It would Just not. absolutely awful. Grant Wall, a journalist. Didn't really, I didn't really know who he was. I, I heard His about him a little bit. claim to fame for a lot of people was LeBron oh, was James. LeBron James. He, he, he's the guy who coined the phrase, the chosen one. Right. He's the guy with the King James. He was LeBron's first big sports illustrated thing. All yeah. of that stuff was him. Yeah. LeBron and him actually had a very close relationship. And LeBron came out over the weekend, how devastated he is over this, because they were close, because this guy treated him so well. And by the way, every journalist, young or old, he would spend time with them. He loved to help young journalists. He loved to get out. It, it was, it, it, it sucks. It really does. And yeah, yeah there's definitely some questions. Questions that need to be asked. Yeah. All right. Coming up next.
We've got some traffic. Uh, if you're on your way mm-hmm. home, you could be hitting some serious traffic. Obviously, the Cardinals are playing Monday Night Football in Glendale. We've got Detour Dan on it. We've got all our, we've got our, our news uh, reporters on it. So you'll hear about that in a second. Plus, did Arizona Democrats force cinema out of the party? Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, uh, Cardinals, Patriots, Monday Night Football. Hopefully it'll be a good one. Uh, a lot of traffic. Obviously, we've got that covered here on KTAR. We've got Becky Lynn at 6 with Arizona's Evening News. Correct. She'll get you all the traffic and, and everything. As she okay. does. So, uh, earlier today, interesting conversation. You know, we had... Um, on Friday, uh, I know you were out, Chad, but we had uh, Senator uh, Kirsten Cinema in studio. She's now an independent. She's left the Democratic Party. And uh, we had uh, an interesting conversation about it. But uh, Tony Connie joined us. Uh, he's a Democratic strategist. And I asked him this question. Take a listen. Kirsten Cinema is an independent. You're a Democratic strategist. Could she have won a primary against maybe a progressive Democrat, or would she have lost? And that's why she's an independent. Cinema couldn't have won a primary against a conservative Democrat. The numbers over the past year have been very bad for her among Democratic voters and independents. And it's not just the progressive side. I mean, in one poll that uh, I saw actually two polls that I saw. She was only getting like 17% of the primary vote. And you don't get 17% if it's only an ideological kind of uprising by the left. It, sorry, it signals that Democrats have gotten frustrated with the way she operates. I don't think it's about her votes. I think it's about something bigger. It's more of a brand sort of collapse that she's been dealing with. If Arizona is independent, and most, and a lot yeah. of us are, I won't say most of us, I mean, Maricopa County, the biggest party is the party that doesn't really exist, other. Uh, if, if Arizona is truly purple, don't Arizonans like her? Because she's purple as well. I, I don't understand it, because i got to tell you, Tony, the people I talk to, both sides of the aisle, people that are independents, they like her. You know, but the the polling isn't reflecting that. And I think that what's happening here is that some of the, you know, she had really bad press about the way she was handling a lot of the questions that she had in early 2021 uh, and, and some of these things. And, you know, there was news about her wearing a ring that said, you know, that told, you know, voters to F off. And there's all kinds of stuff like that. And I think what's happening is, is that, the kind of thing that typically would have been like a Twitter outrage that only activists would have known about started to get out into the mainstream, into pop culture. And so regular voters started to sort of see this stuff and they were frustrated about it. And so, you know, like she's, they've been making fun of her on SNL, that kind of a thing. So I think what's happening is that, you know, I, as someone who's been a long defender of Senator Cinema, like I think that voters have decided they don't like her. I don't think it's necessarily an ideological thing. And the reason why she's making this decision is 100% political. It's because there is no way she has a path forward as a Democrat, no matter who it is that she runs against. Talking to Tony Conti, uh, Democratic strategist. All right, so moving forward, Tony, uh, we are, because I always think, you know, we, we how many times do we see polls and people when they, they you know, buyers are, are, have always been liars. When they go to the polls, may they vote something different, especially <laughs> put somebody crazy out there. But how does she look for Republicans? And we are a, a, a state that is truly independent. You know, uh, how does she look for the independents? 
Well, one thing about independence you have to keep in mind is that independent is the largest party in the sense that the most voters in our state, you know, or seconds very close, are not choosing a party to register. But the behavior of independents, the majority of them tends to be strictly partisan. And so the number of people who are truly like you to looking at the candidates and making up their mind is much smaller than the numbers indicate. I think that's an important thing to keep in to keep in mind. She um, I do think that what's what's happening is she kind of expects that maybe the reason why her numbers are low with a bunch of these demographics and and you know and we're talking about polling that's been over the course of a year. So I think we can accept it as relatively true is that she kind of thinks, oh, well, they're just mad at me because I'm a Democrat. And so if I'm not a Democrat, I'm going to be able to latch onto these folks. But where I think she's going to have a hard time is just the math of it. I, I, I'm having a hard time imagining that in a presidential year, enough people who typically vote for Republicans are going to cross over and are going to vote for her. I think plenty will, but not enough if she's running against a Republican and a Democrat. I just think the math is very, very tough for her, but it is still her best chance because that's how much trouble I think that she is in. All right, that's Tony Connie, Democratic strategist. I don't think she's in trouble. Uh, uh, I don't really buy these polls. Especially I, this early. I go my by my own polls, and they're yeah. usually right. And I think Arizona likes cinema. I think that there are Democrats out there that say she's dead to me. Yeah, you left my party. You know, you're not a, you're not progressive enough for me. And okay, that's fine. But and they're, they're mad because you didn't vote for the four trillion dollars. Okay, uh, you know. Yeah, but she's voted with Biden ninety three percent of the time. Yeah. So if you're a Democrat, you're going to vote against that, really? Yeah, because not hundred okay. percent. Remember, yeah. it's a hundred percent of nothing. That's the world. It's crazy. If you could have seventy percent of something or a hundred percent of nothing, as long as you stop the other team from getting seventy percent of something, it's a win. It's, it's unbelievable. It's stupid. Uh so. No other business would run like this. Could you imagine if we're the on-air side, we refuse to talk to sales, sales won't talk to billing, the general manager can't talk to us, all of us fight all the time, how long do you think we'd stay in business? Not long. There you go. Not long. I think there are Republicans that are going to vote for cinema, even if, you know, there's a Republican candidate. Uh, I think you're going to get some Democrats that vote for cinema, and you think you're going to get a lot of independents that want to vote for cinema. Yeah. So she could pick from three different baskets. Yeah. And look, if there's three people running, it might be a plural, uh, pr- uh, plurality where nobody gets over 50%. I think that's what we have to do. We might have to run off. And no runoff here. Yeah. No runoff so here. So there you go. So, so she you got just, 43%. She wins. She may still win. But here's the thing. Democrats, she's kind of playing chicken with the Democrats. She's basically saying, don't run it. Don't run a Democrat against me. If you do... We'll split the vote and you'll hand it to the Republican Party. Yeah. So you might just see a race with independent Kirsten Cinema versus a Republican. And that's it. Yeah. We'll see. Absolutely. All right. Coming up next, cards take on the Pats. Monday Night Football. Get a little preview coming oh, up right. next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, we've been getting into traffic all day. It's a mess trying to get out to Glendale. Some of you are trying to get home. It's not only a traffic story, but it's a, a Cardinals football story, Chad Benson. We have yes. the Cardinals taking on the New England Patriots and Monday Night Football, baby. Da, 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 da. Joining us now from the Burns and Gambo Show, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, is Dave Burns. Burnsy, nice to have you on the show. How are you today? Good to be here, guys. Dun, 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 dun. I know. Oh, my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Percy, I sold my tickets and made 400 bucks. What do you think? Merry Christmas to you is what I think. <laughs> All right, maybe it wasn't 400 bucks. Maybe it was half that. But, uh, I, I, you know, listen, man, I, 
I can't go to these games anymore because they never win at home. They haven't won on a Sunday in over a year. They won that Thursday night game earlier this year. That doesn't count as a home win. You got to win on a Sunday. Are they gonna Are they gonna embarrass themselves tonight against New England? Look, I, I think New England's not that good. I mean, I, I I know they're fighting for a playoff spot, and maybe these are maybe these words are gonna go on my gravestone tomorrow when we do the show. I don't think New England's that good. I really don't. I'm, their defense is good. Their offense is dreadful. It's so so bad. I really believe this is the night where we're going to see a good effort out of the Arizona Cardinals, the kind where you go, okay, there's some stuff to build on there. Now, I could be totally wrong. Bill Belichick, he's had extra time to prepare for this game. I get it. He's the chess master when it comes to coaches in the NFL. I I, I think the Cardinals are going to be okay because I really don't think this Patriots team is that good. But I've been wrong before, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, their offense isn't great, but is – you know, I mean, you're playing a defense that at home doesn't seem to really turn on the 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 awesomeness. So, uh, are we just going to see two teams? Is this one of those nine to three games? I feel like it's one of those where, like Sunday night, like Monday night football is like, oh god, how much do we spend for this crap? <laughs> <laughs> I th- Chad, I think you're on to something. I, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like. 17 to 16, 20 to 17. Um, so it's going to be one of those kind of grindy, defensive-oriented, like where, yeah, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are going to be like, okay, what are we talking about now in the third quarter because there's not much going on in the field. It, it could be because New England's defense is that good because the Cardinals' offense has been that hit or miss all season long. And New England's offense, I mean, Mac Jones – well, you think it was bad with Kyler Murray yelling at coaches the way he was a few weeks ago. Mac Jones got caught on camera basically doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but wasn't he yelling at them to coach him harder? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was yelling at them to play faster, to hmm. play like nobody ever yells at Bill Belichick. And he wasn't like yelling at Belichick's face, but just the fact that he was yelling about a system being coached by Belichick was something I don't think we've ever seen before because they were just, everything was short, everything was dink and dunk, they weren't throwing down the field, and he was mad about it. He was mad about it, and he was letting everybody know that. A lot of moxie for a second-year guy, that's for sure. Dave Burns is hanging out with us uh, from the Burns and Gambo Show, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burnsy, you know, I, I was joking earlier how I sold my tickets, but hasn't this team kind of lost part of its fan base? I don't believe in this team. I don't believe in their GM. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's a rotten head coach. I think he's going to get butchered on national television tonight. It's like, you know, a chess, you know, Belichick, the the chess player against someone who could barely play checkers. I think it's going to be an embarrassing, at least for the coaching part of it. Do you, in your opinion, feel like, you know, some of the people like me, the fan base season ticket holder, have lost faith in this organization. And, and I'm starting to think, you know what? I'm not buying this t- these tickets next year because it's not fun. There's no doubt. There, there, there's no doubt that's going on. I, I mean, because because what you're thinking about, Gatos, is not just what's happened this year, but you're thinking about how last year ended, too, right? I mean, yeah. this was a team that was 10-2. and two. I think they're what, 5-18 and 18 in their last, uh, you know, 23 games or whatever it is. I mean, it, it's, it's been it's been brutal. It's been, oh, that's not the number. I have to go back and look at exactly what the number is. But it's it's not good. You take the moment from when they were 10-2 and two last December to now, and I think they've won five or six games. I think they've it's lost talent. 13 of 18. That's the number. I think Thank that's you. it. I appreciate and then it's uglier at home. And it's ugly at home. And they can't win in front of the home crowd. And so because it's been ugly lately, because there were expectations this year, because they – blew that Rams game the way they did in the in the playoffs so badly. Yes, people have lost faith. And yes, 
I mean, I've heard from people who, you know, almost at this point, rooting for them to lose because it means a better draft pick, and maybe they'll consider making changes. It's it's been a hard time. And more than anything, guys, they, they, they just people. You can feel people stop paying attention as much. I mean, there's still five games to go. They're so far out of it. Yeah. There's still five games to go this season, and it doesn't give you a whole lot of reason for hope or faith right now. Hey, Bernsey, thanks guys. for coming on. Appreciate it, buddy. No problem, man. All right, Burns from the Burns and Gambo Show, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, man, that'll do it for us. Fantastic. Uh, we are just a few minutes away from uh, kickoff in Glendale. We're going to give you all of, uh, of the traffic. Reports and it's going to be it's going to be messy. But again, drive slow. I know there's some rain out there. Just be careful. Becky Lynn is Arizona's evening news. We'll see you tomorrow, man. Later, brother.